Welcome to Aviation Careers Podcast. My name is Carl Valeri, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the rumors and the spouse getting started at 39 years old. But before we begin, I have a special announcement. If you remember in other episodes, I was trying to figure out a good way to uh, look into the future of aviation. Well, finally, I mentioned I might be getting something that will help us. And I finally did. And it's here. It's my aviation crystal ball. And for those on YouTube, you can see that right now. Here it is, my aviation crystal ball. If you notice it's blue, the sky is blue. Uh, it does change color sometimes, I've noticed. And I'm getting used on, on how to use it. But uh, I, it was, I know, it was, a, it was a, a, just a purchase I made offhand, you know. I, I, but I will say, though, uh, I do now have a crystal ball. So... In the past, I've told people I don't have a crystal ball. Now I do. So this is my new aviation crystal ball. It only can predict the future of aviation and aviation careers. So again, if you have questions, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com or aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact, and uh, we'll discuss those answers. And also, I'll look into the crystal ball, and we'll figure out some of the answers to that question. I hope you enjoy the new uh, new friend we have here. And by the way, if you're going to Sun and Fun, come by, and uh, I may have the crystal ball with me. By the way, that thing is heavy. My gosh, it was that's as big as a bowling ball. It's about 30 pounds. And uh, I don't know what possessed me to buy it, except for the fact that I wanted to bring you folks better insight into the aviation community using my new crystal ball. But anyway, let's get started. Uh, we're going to discuss some airline schedules. Uh, came in from feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Don't forget to go to the YouTube channel. Uh, there's a lot of cool discussions that go on there, uh, and it's really been wonderful. I, I've really been enjoying it because that seems like the best way for people to, to, to have a conversation. I don't really have a forum set up or anything like that. Uh, but also, people always ask, where do I get one of those free scholarships guides? Uh, well, first of all, thanks to our patrons. Uh, you can go to aviationcareerspodcast.com podcast.com slash free to get one of those free scholarships guides. Uh, those are given away by those patrons that, that sometimes only donate $1 a month. And $1 a month, that means they'll give away a scholarships guide within 10 months because when they get to $10, we give away a scholarships guide. So if you're someone that wants to actually donate one of those scholarships guides, I highly recommend going out there to our Pay It Forward program. We use Patreon to do that now. Uh, we've had other methodologies, but the great thing about Patreon for us is that at the end of the month, we uh, we see how much money we've collected, and then we give away that number of scholarships guides. So if we get $20, we give away two scholarships guides. And if you're somebody that wants to donate or become a sponsor of the podcast, uh, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact and we can talk a little bit about that and maybe use one of your coupon codes uh, also if you want to find out more about those scholarships guides say those coupons have run out because they're a limited supply go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships it's only ten dollars we update it every month thanks to Teresa. Teresa does a great job uh, she's actually our, our scholarship administrator and uh, also does a lot of things here as far as editing, et cetera. So big shout out to her for doing that. Anyway, on with the show. So let's read uh, this feedback uh, from one of the uh, listeners here after watching a YouTube video. It says, hello, Carl. I recently came across your YouTube and love the content you're putting out. My question is regarding getting started at 39 and the rumors around the industry. I've dreamed of becoming a pilot since I was about 13 years old. I'll fly to see my mom twice a year and couldn't wait to get to the airport to watch the planes. 
As I got older, I didn't really think it was possible for me to become a pilot until recently when I started doing some research and realized there's financial support. This relit that dream in me about becoming a pilot. However, I'm curious about two things. I'm 39 years old and I'm married. No kids, none coming. During my research, I found quite a few comments about how poor the scheduling is, that is bidding, within the industry and what you never get holidays off unless your seniority gives you those days off. I've also read some comments stating you are barely home and work far more hours than are advertised. I'm not afraid of hard work. However, I'm worried that if I do embark on this journey at 39 years old, how long will I need to really realistically look at barely being home? The reason this worries me is I don't want to put myself in a position where my wife ends up leaving as that is something else I read that divorces are high within the pilot realm. Thank you for all the information you put out and I hope to hear from you. Well, gosh, I appreciate that content and also the comments there. So let's kind of dissect that as far as, uh, you know, I think it's great that you're looking at this now uh, and the fact that, you know, the industry is growing. That's another reason that we're able to have people enter this field at 39 years old, at 49 years old, at 50. Uh, Obviously, some of your expectations will be a little bit different as far as, you know, seniority wise and getting a better schedule. So talking about that part, when you talked about bidding and schedules, it's all based on seniority and each position uh, actually bids their own seniority so for instance if you're a flight attendant you bid within the flight attendant realm if you're a first officer you build with bid within that realm and if you're a captain you bid within that realm and then within base so there's the overall system then there's each base bids and uh, to make it simple uh, it's all based on your date of hire and it's if you ha- are very senior in a certain base, like the base that nobody else wants to go to, say it's a lot of times in the Northeast, it's so expensive to live there. Unless you're from there, uh, you may not want to be based there. Those are the bases which a lot of times go more junior. And in those bases, you might get the days off that you want. Something a lot of people do is they forego upgrading until they can actually get a good schedule. Um, I'm an example of that. I waited about nine years before I upgraded at my current airline. Uh, I waited a little longer at my last airline because I was enjoying my schedule. And going towards days off and you'll never get the holidays off, etc. That's also a priority. Again, if you decide not to upgrade, if you work in a base that nobody else wants to work in, you can probably get some of the days off that you want. Are you never home for holidays? That's not true. Uh, For instance, I just changed my life a little bit in that now, instead of at the top 40% in the base I was in as a first officer, I'm now 70% from the top at my new base. And now, therefore, there's so many more people you know, 70% are above me, that actually can bid ahead of me for those days off, weekends off, that type of thing. I'm also a little bit different than most because I like to work weekends, so that actually helps me a lot as far as getting days off, etc. So as far as those rumors are concerned, yes, it's different than most other jobs. Uh, look at people like servers, uh, uh, firemen, police officers, uh, people in the medical field. A lot of those folks don't get the holidays off. But with that said, as you gain seniority, that's when you can build to get those holidays off. Uh, a lot of times you're hearing that from people that are, are more striving for moving up in their career with dis- disregarding anything else in their lives. Uh, maybe they'll 
upgrade to captain on a bigger plane to make more money and not be concerned at all about their schedule. So those are the kind of things we think about. Another thing too that I want to mention here as far as days off is also commuting. So if you live in base and you come home, you just drive home. If you don't live in base and you come home from your trip, you have to fly far away. That's going to take away from your time off. Uh, and we do get quite a few days off. Most people in the in normal jobs, I guess, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday jobs, they get those weekends off. Uh, so you're looking at least eight to 10 days off per month in those fields. Normally, we get about 12 to 15 days off per month. And that enables us to be home uh, longer chunks of time sometime, but but then we may not be able to have the birthdays and the outings, et cetera. And, you know, to to your point, you know, looking at my past airline, when I decided to upgrade to captain, you know, I didn't really get to go to a lot of the family outings on some of those holidays because I decided, hey, I'm going to get some uh, PIC time and uh, forego some of that. So, yeah, that is something to be concerned about. Going back to your other question about... Uh, people getting divorced, pilots being divorced. Actually, I kind of looked into this. There's a lot of different statistics out there, so I'm not I'm not going to go into everything, but they it does show a high divorce rate in in the different statistics that I've looked at in uh amongst uh, flight attendants actually, amazingly enough. Uh also a high rate uh they were talking about, you know, in hospitals and doctors and and nurses. Uh, but other industries too. So it's it's not just specific to the aviation field. Uh, and one of the things that's quite interesting is a lot of people uh, that have been in the military, they understand the challenges of someone going away for a long time. And I always compare it to that because I work with a lot of military pilots and folks that have been in the military. And you want to talk about going away for a long time? They go away for a long time. I mean, six months at a time or even longer than six months at a time. I mean, these people go on deployment for a really long time. Personally, you know, I've, gosh, I think the longest I went away for was a couple weeks, uh, two weeks at a time. I was, And that's where we go to having a better schedule. When I was on reserve, I commuted to reserve. And that's, you know, they talk about, oh, it's horrible to commute to reserve because you're working more days. And so I would actually stay there on my days off and come home every other week. So that is a little bit more difficult. So really, as far as the marriage is concerned, uh, it works out for some, it doesn't for others. I, I, I know that that could be a contributing factor being gone, uh, but uh, I see them you know, in other industries too. So I don't want, you know, I'm not a marriage counselor. I help people move forward in their careers. Uh, so I, I'd have to say I'd, I'd have to defer to other people that are in that field. But, uh, but no, for the most part, the feedback I get uh, from most people that work in this industry is the cool thing is they get to go and maybe coach a team, et cetera. And going back to when I originally started in this, there was a gentleman that my dad had me go flying with. He was a, a retired United captain. And he, he talked to me about it. He says, you know, I got to coach a baseball team on my days off and I still got to fly. So yes, you can have those interactions with your family. So hopefully that's helped you a little bit there. Um, the, uh, the other question you had about being away and, and when can you really realistically see yourself at home? I always tell people, give yourself five years to 10 years to get to your ultimate aviation goal. Uh, and I know 
I mean, in a year you can get the airlines, two years you can get the airlines some places. Uh, I don't like to look at it that way. I like to be very conservative in my estimates. Uh, so meaning that in five years you're going to get to where you want to be and you're settling in on a career five to ten years. Because remember, you got to build the hours and that type of thing to get to, say, the major uh, that you want. So, uh, yeah, you... <laughs> You know, you hear about from pilots that the, the divorce rate is high. Uh, interestingly, when I, I looked at my research, it's uh, mainly amongst the flight attendants that's much higher there, which is kind of interesting uh, to see that. Uh, so uh, other things that you asked there, uh, there's uh, the thing about barely home and work a lot more hours than advertised. I'm not sure they advertise how many hours you work. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm missing that part of it. Uh, we usually talk about days, and if you're going to be away for some days, then you, you might want to think about if you're working that day, you're, you're working that full day. I, maybe what they're talking about is like when, when I talk about 14 days off a month, uh, yeah, you have those 14 days off, but those other days you're working, you're working. I mean, you're away from home, and maybe this is what they're talking about too. You know, say uh, I have a plumbing issue at home. You know, I have to get somebody else to help with that plumbing issue. I can't do it myself. Those are the kind of things. Say something happens back home. It can be very difficult. Obviously, if it's an emergency, and I've had that happen before, uh, the airlines usually will fly you home. That's very rare. You know, usually something that's a medical issue or something like that. Uh, but you have to set up a system where while you're away, uh, your spouse uh, or significant other can help out. So that hopefully that gives you a little bit more color there. Uh, I don't see a problem with it at all. I like being away sometimes, and it is kind of fun to be home too. So I get kind of the mix of both of those worlds. My suggestion to you is if you want to be home more, live in base. Uh, and you're seeing that in this industry. It's the coolest thing that I've seen happen over the ten past 10 years is people are choosing airlines, and they're also moving into those bases. So they're choosing airlines based on the bases, and they're also choosing airlines uh, and looking at their bases that they might potentially want to go to, uh, which is really exciting because I, I think that's terrific that we're able to keep the, the families closer. By, and just to add to that, in the corporate world, which I used to be in the corporate world, you know, work for Fortune 100 companies, we, you would just go. I mean, you know, IBM, you know, I've been moved. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you actually would move to the different projects. You know, I've, I've worked all over the place, and a lot of times I would go there and stay there. So at least with the airline world, I have an opportunity to, to get back and uh, travel back using my benefits, my travel benefits, which is actually terrific. What's going to happen in the future? Not sure. I may have to look at my crystal ball, though, find out what's going to happen in the future of the aviation industry. I will say this, though. There is a lot more um, in the aviation industry, a lot more uh, thought about where people are based and about the individual and what brings them into the airline to stay in the airline from the employer's perspective. Part of that, obviously, is because we're having a tough time finding talent. Uh, so that's, that's another reason they're doing that. So... Anyway, let's move on to the next question. This came from episode 345. said, yes, you can become a pilot at 45 or older. Uh, the comment says this, it's never too old to enter the industry, but the time you've lost may mean you cannot make it through the seniority list at a large airline to the top earning spots. So you may have to manage your expectations from that point of view. Uh, I responded to that, and I said, it's true, you can't make it to the top of the seniority list, but uh, most of the time, if you have 12 years, most pay scales 
they stop around 12 years. In other words, the most senior person on that pay scale is at 12-year pay, uh, and then that's it. I love this comment, though, by the way. Uh, it really is interesting when you're looking at pay, there's a lot of things that go into pay, okay? So making it to the top of the seniority list, making it to captain, uh, I think that's what this person's really talking about is making it to being a senior captain. Yes, that may be true, uh, that it all depends on how old you are and your data hire because everything is based on your data hire. But let's look at it this way. Earnings potential can be very high. Say you stay as a first officer and you become a very senior first officer, you may wind up getting those trips that are very efficient and pay more money. Not all trips pay the same. Uh, for instance, say you pay, it, you fly, excuse me, one day for three hours and the person next to you has been, is flying eight hours to that same day. Well, obviously that person, because we get paid by the hour, is going to get paid more. Another cool thing is we get a minimum pay per day at most airlines and a minimum pay per trip. And those are the kind of things, and duty. So those are the kind of things you have to learn about. We could probably drill down, that's a bigger video than right now, but understanding how soft time works, and, and uh, we talk about that a lot, is they'll get paid more because of soft time. Soft time is the time that you get paid for not flying the airplane. A good example is deadhead pay. If they have to move you, that's soft time. Uh, other things are minimum duty day pay. Say your airline pays you, I don't know, five hours per day, and you fly one hour in that day, that means that you get paid five hours for just doing one hour of work. Now, why is that important? Say you're the type of person that likes to pick up trips and, and fly more often. Uh, that's flight time is the one hour. So you have a lot more flight time available because remember the FAA limits how much flight time we have uh, in a day, in a month. And that's something that enables that person, <clears throat> excuse me, to build more hours is just by working their schedule properly using that soft time. Uh, so yes, you can make it to the top of the pay scale. Uh, you can make it to the top of the pay scale, both as a first officer and a captain, depending on your age, have to give yourself 12 years. But you may, and I think this is what they're really talking about, you may not make it to that that top pay because of the fact that you don't have the opportunity to get those really high paying trips. Uh, and also you may not be able to make it to the specific airplane that pays the most at that airline. Uh, say it's the triple seven, you get stuck on the 737, those type of things. Uh, but in general though, uh, you know, pay is kind of somewhat even, oh, uh, another cool thing, if you look at, you know, one of the highest paying or the highest paying from from the numbers that I've calculated, uh, UPS, the cargo carrier, uh, they're a 121. If you look at their numbers, those guys get paid the same uh, no matter what airplane. So that's kind of cool. And I'm pretty sure that hasn't changed. So I haven't looked it up in the past week or two. But uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, so, it's, you know, looking at it just from that pay perspective. So I hope that helps. By the way, I got another response to that video and says, uh, and this is interesting. It's from the UK perspective. Uh, perspective. It says, uh, Aviation Curse Podcast, best of luck. I'm talking from a UK point of view uh, there where it plays out very differently. 250 hours, first officer goes to a, a low-cost captain at 3,000 hours on a 737. Quick promotion, but salary stops at about 100,000 pounds. Uh, uh, seems a slow burner in the U.S., but ability to make three to $4,000 
but at a midlife age with companies like UPS. I'm, I'm lucky I got into this at 20. It's his situation he's talking about. 757 captain at 33. Well, that's 11 years right there. Uh, 13 years, excuse me. And uh, and then 787 captain at 42. 787 check captain at 44. 747 captain at 50. Didn't expect that. Well, you wouldn't expect it if you didn't try, right? So I think that's terrific that the person actually tried. Kind of proves my point is that you need to be in it to, to actually to make money. I know this is over a 30-year period we're talking here, uh, but a lot of people are moving up very quickly at the airlines. I mean, we see people with, uh, you know, look at Delta. I mean, you have some really, really low-hour pilots flying as captain at, at Delta. I think it's uh, it's terrific that these folks are able to go right from the regionals and get right in and start uh, and become a captain like in, in one year. And, that's, and it's happening throughout the industry. 1,500 hours, you know, uh, a lot of people are 1,500 hours getting hired by major airlines flying 737s and Airbuses. So it's it's pretty cool. And a lot of it has to do, again, with, with uh, training. Uh, but with a median income of about $200,000 a year, that's, uh, again, I like to be conservative. That's what I would look at as your expectation at an airline. And, uh, and if that's good for you, then I would uh, consider this as a career. Uh, if not, um, you know, maybe something else that, that might pay more. If it's just about the pay, though, you're not going to be very happy. And I've always said that. Make sure you do something because you enjoy it and make sure you do something that will enable you to support your family. I think most people will be able to afford their, uh, this uh, to pay uh, or excuse me, afford to live on uh, this salary of what, $200,000 median, even $100,000. The problem is in the aviation field, I think, is that it takes so long to get there. I think that's the problem a lot of people have. Uh, and that's why it's so challenging. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out a lot of the other videos I had as far as, you know, what you have to expect at certain ages, 39 years old, say at uh, 49 years old, you're at your career goal. You still have quite a few years to go after that. Uh, check out some of my resources. If you're someone that's looking into getting, getting into this as a career, people ask about the resumes. We have a resume course that's in the side uh, bar of the screen. I have resources out there that help you. Say you want to go get your uh, FCC restricted radio telephone operators permit, which you'll need when you become a pilot. Look at the resources page. You want to try to get in this field and, and actually pay for your training? Check out our scholarships. And we have people that have been paying it forward, and I hope you'll try to pay it forward too. Just go out to our Patreon account. If you just donate $1 a month, uh, after 10 months, we'll give away scholarship uh, because of you. And I think that's terrific. And, uh, and I look forward to listening to more folks uh, bring in questions so we can help them out. But if it's something that I may not be able to talk about here on the podcast. Go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching. I put my calendar out there so you can see if I'm busy. I usually book out about a month in advance, sometimes two weeks out, that type of thing. Uh, but if you want one of those free scholarships, guys, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free. That is from all of our patrons. A big shout out to our patrons. Thanks so much for what all of you do. Uh, I need to start putting your names out here, thanking you individually on the podcast, because without you, these people would not be able to reach their aviation dreams. And those people are you possibly listening or watching right now. Uh, maybe you've been able to get yourself a scholarship because of the, one of those wonderful people have given away a scholarships guide for free. And by the way, we keep it really low price wise. It's only $10 for one year access. We update it every month. 
thanks to Teresa. But most importantly, in this career, always keep doing your research. Uh, I'll keep trying to give you some analysis into the industry. Of course, I have my crystal ball here. I'm hoping that this this crystal ball will help you out. Uh, again, I've, I've always said I don't have a crystal ball. Now I do. Maybe this crystal ball, it's blue today. Maybe it's gonna ha I'll have a better chance of predicting the aviation future. It only t uh, tells the future of aviation careers and the aviation field. Uh, so I can't predict other things like the stock market. So don't ask me for stock market advice. Uh, guys, I really appreciate your listening, but do me a favor. After you stop listening to this and uh, or after you stop watching this, don't stop there. Um, I think it's important in our lives that when we're trying to do something so difficult and we see such a large, large hurdle to get over, like getting our, our certificates, getting our ratings, applying to the airlines, we, we sometimes get discouraged. But, you know, everybody made it to where they are by this one simple method. They did it by taking one step every day to move forward in their career and their lives. And that's what I want you to do. Take one step today, right after you finish this, you know, call a friend, watch another video, listen to more podcasts, go out and study one of these books that, I, that are on my you know, recommended reading list. But do something today to move forward in your career and in your life. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research.